What is up? Welcome back to the GOAT Podcast on the GOAT Network. And I have again with me Monica Teske. Monica, welcome into the podcast today. Thanks. Thanks. This is becoming a regular occurrence, and I can't lie, I really like it. I yeah. like being a part of this and being able to discuss this with you. Well, in a couple of weeks, you know, I think maybe after next week, uh, we will have completely covered everything I want to cover and completely done everything as a, as a unit together. And mm-hmm. so Monica will start probably covering baseball and uh, softball and some other things that are going on, in the NBA playoffs that remain and other things, and I'll be taking a much-needed vacation. And then after that, I'll be back probably on Fridays during the offseason of the summer and just kind of giving you a weekly recap of mm-hmm. the things that have happened and then uh, if something happens and Monica and I want to hop on together, we will. But once Monica closes out um, this with me, she's basically going to take over her own show with uh, softball and baseball. It's, it's basically going to be all baseball-related stuff. Uh, she'll be able to ask any guests that she wants on, do whatever she wants to do. So if you're interested in baseball and uh, you know you like the movie A League of Their Own, then Monica's podcast will be for you. Oh, yeah. Um, and so give her a shot. She knows what she's talking about. I think if you've watched any, or listened, I should say, to any of these episodes, you know that about her. Um, we're just glad that we're almost done covering the 2023 NFL draft. Uh, it's a grind. We're tired. It, it is. I can honestly say I'm really, really thankful for this opportunity to be on the GOAT network because, I mean, how long have you known me, Michael? Like, a long time. Almost 12 years now, I guess. And from pretty much the day we met, we've been arguing about sports. Of course. And, you know, being able to talk about sports is, you know, something that I've always wanted to do since I was a little bitty kid. Whenever I was, you know, four and five years old, spitting off random basketball stats. You know, this is just a very perfect avenue for me to get out my discussions about sports and maybe give some different insights. Well, and I finally, I think I proved my worth to you in the sports realm. I think when we first met, you probably thought this guy was insane. And so I think um, we've learned how to respect the other's opinions. We disagree a lot. Oh, we disagree Um, all the time. But I think we both, we've learned to look at the other and go, you know, there's a good chance that that other person could be right. Mm -hmm. Except with Justin Herbert and Tua Tungvaloa. Um, (laughs) So... Uh, and Patrick Sertan is not going to the Steelers. Oh, when he's on the Steelers in the next two seasons, you will uh, you will see. Um, and when Russell Wilson is cut midseason. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't be surprised about that. Yeah, that actually would be, you know, a good thing. Uh, we're watching on the TV right now in a rerun of the NFL playoffs from last season, and the 49ers genuinely tried to run the score up on the Seattle Seahawks. It's 38-17. And they just had a touchdown pass dropped. I did not remember that. So uh, the rivalries run deep in the NFL. And that brings us to our division of topic today, the NFC South. Uh, We're going to be talking about the (laughs) NFC South today. Uh, That starts with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, And in a year where they are without their star quarterback, Tom Brady, uh, which sounds weird to say, but they're without Tom Brady now. They go out and they get Baker Mayfield. They go out and they have Kyle Trask. And there's even a guy, uh, you know, a a rumor out there that Matt Ryan may join that quarterback room or someone else may join it. Um, Does not give a ton of confidence for Baker Mayfield 
if no. Matt Ryan joins that quarterback room and, and becomes a part of that competition. I did see Nick Foles got cut by the Colts. I mean, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I'm just throwing that out there. That might not be a terrible option for them. Well, at pick 19 in the first round, they take Kalijah Cansey, defensive tackle out of Pittsburgh. Love it or leave it? In the moment, I hated this pick, but the more that I've come to think about it, I think I love this pick. I agree. I think it's a I think it's a really good pick. Um, it does not does not surprise me in the least. No. Uh, that they would want to do this, uh, because Vita Vea is going to be freeing up space for Kalijah Cansey and vice versa. And so he it's is a perfect a, pick. He is blazing fast. Yeah. For a defensive tackle, and I think that's perfect. And I know that I have a tendency to do this jump ahead, but also their round three pick, the uh, the defensive end out of Louisville, he's really fast too. Yeah. And so I think that they had a point they were trying to make here. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a that's a tease for who their third round pick was. <laughs> yes. So in round two, they come back and they take Cody Mock, offensive tackle out of North Dakota State. Monica, love it or leave it? I l- Love this pick. He's a, he's going to be very good, and I think he will definitely help complement Tristan Wirfs. Yeah, and we had been talking about, you know, like an Anton Harrison in round one, mm-hmm. uh, Roderick Jones maybe, Darnell Wright. Yeah. Saw a lot of those types of players being listed as an, op- as an option for them. But Cody Mock in round two I think is a really perfect scenario. And then uh, Yaya Diaby, defensive end out of Louisville. You've already alluded that you love the pick. I'll mm-hmm. say it's a perfect pick because their defensive – line is what beat the Chiefs a couple of seasons ago down in the Super Bowl. Yes. Nothing else. Tom Brady did not win that Super Bowl. He no. didn't make mistakes, but he didn't win that Super Bowl. No. Their defense did. Um, Servasia Dennis, linebacker to Pittsburgh. Is it crazy to think that he could end up being the Levante David or Devin White replacement? Oh, no. not I, I think you're right on with that. So I, I'm – very intrigued to see. He, what I remember of him, he's high. He's going to be a high risk, high reward. Yeah. Which is kind of what both of those guys were when they were picked. Yeah. So. Then Payne Durham, a tight end in the fifth round. This was probably more of a depth piece because Kate Otten is surely going to be their starter this year. He played very well last year down the mm-hmm. stretch with Brady. Um, so well that they didn't even try to get Gronk to come out of retirement, it seems like. They, they said something about it, but. Otten really turned it on after that. So Payne Durham, to me, is a perfect pick if he's going to be a depth piece. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I wouldn't expect him to get significant playing time. Josh Hayes, defensive back out of Kansas State. Um, I'll say it's more of a panic pick. I don't know that they needed to go there at this Mm -hmm. point. Personally, I think they could have gone a couple of other places, but I could be wrong. What do you think, love it or leave it? I would leave it. I remember him getting torched a few times. In some games, I I didn't like this pick for them. Trey Palmer, wide receiver out of Nebraska. Uh, Monica, love it or leave it? I actually loved this. I did too. And according to our uh, our mock draft we did for next year together, uh, shameless plug, Monica had the Tampa Bay Buccaneers trading all the way up to two to do something interesting. And uh, if you want to go and listen to that, I recommend that you go and you you listen to our most recent episode. Uh, or the episode before that. Which was it? Was it the episode before that? I think it was the episode before that. Yeah. We'll put it in the show notes if we can remember to do that. Um, we are a two-person operation right now, so bear with us and check us out on Patreon. Uh, but 
As we seek to try to make content better for you, don't forget you can email, email us at goatversusgoat at gmail.com and give us your suggestions on how to make this network better. But Trey Palmer, I think, is a really good pick for them. You know, Chris Godwin's had some injury concerns. Mike yeah. Evans is getting older. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have not really hit on any of their other wide receivers, so why not give Trey Palmer a shot? Yeah. Jose Ramirez, edge out of Eastern Michigan at pick number 196. Love it or leave it? Don't really know that much about him. Let's see here. We have the Buccaneers and then the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons made probably one of the greatest picks in the draft when they take when they took Jovan Gwynn, guard, at 225 <laughs> overall. Um, let's work backwards on this one just for fun. I'll say that's the only player in this list that I have never heard of. Same. I didn't even know. I th- I'm pretty sure they made it up. Um, but Surely. Jovan Gwynn, love it or leave it for the Atlanta Falcons? They need they need depth on the offensive line, especially with how old they are. So as a depth piece, I think it should be. I'll say it's a perfect pick for the offensive line. You're just trying to make everything work better for you, trying to give some options for Desmond Ritter to be the guy, make mm-hmm. him your starter. DeMarco Hellams, safety out of Alabama at 224 overall. Love it or leave it? When you're picking him in round seven, I love it. Yeah. I was um, I was very nervous that he was going to be overdrafted, and he wasn't. Round seven seems like a good place for him. Would this make you concerned at all for Richie Grant? Yes. That's why you tried to trade him with me the other night. I figured there was something Maybe. There. Uh, Clark Phillips the third cornerback out of Utah in round four, pick one hundred and thirteen overall. I liked that pick. That's an excellent pick. Um, I think it's a perfect pick for them. They they've got a bunch of corners in the you know in the cornerback room right now, but mm-hmm. Jeff Okuda is not under contract after yes next year. Right. So you're you're kind of good if you want to go after Clark Phillips to be the guy for the next season. I think that's that's very likely to be the case. Mm-hmm. Zach Harrison, edge player out of Ohio State, seventy uh, fifth overall. I'll um. He was one of my favorite edge players in this class. I agree. Any Anybody from Ohio State in that department is going to turn some heads in an NFL draft room. Yes. They're going to make you think about it because they've been known to produce players like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matthew Bergeron, offensive tackle out of Syracuse at number 38 overall. Monica, love it or leave it? This is, this is possibly blasphemy to you, but Paris Johnson was my number one. Offensive tackle prospect, mm-hmm. and then Broderick Jones and Matthew Bergeron were two A and two B. I don't blame you for that. I mean, I think Matthew Bergeron fell because Darnell Wright rose up the board very quickly. Broderick Jones was on a championship team two years in a row. Mm-hmm. That type of stuff matters to NFL teams, and so players that don't have those opportunities they fall down the board. I um, love Matthew Bergeron, which is one of the problems I think with having the SEC be considered to be so superior to everybody else because a guy like Matthew Bergeron falls. Mm-hmm. Down a lot of draft boards because Darnell Wright played at Tennessee and Broderick Jones won two championships at you know at Georgia. Um, Paris Johnson played at the Ohio State University. You know he's the best player available. Whatever you know, like yeah, but Bergeron I wouldn't think is a that's not a crazy reach. No, um, not at all. And I think that is incredible value at thirty eight. And then at number eight overall in round one, the best pick of this draft. I was about to say for this the is the Atlanta Falcons. This may is this the best pick of everybody in the entire draft of all two hundred and fifty something. I don't know. I I really do like the Joey Porter Jr. to the Steelers at thirty two. 
I really do like the uh, Josh Downs pick to Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. I definitely think it's the best pick of their draft, though. That they're hands down. There's nothing for, to get this player. I mean, to get the. Just go ahead and say who it is. It's Bijan Robinson, baby, the best player in the NFL now at the running back position. To to add Bijan Robinson to that already stellar, I I don't I don't want to use the word stellar. I just don't know of another word to use. Their their running attack is incredible, and to add Bijan Robinson to that, good luck to anybody in the NFC trying to stop the Atlanta Falcons. They're going. They can. You remember that game a few years ago? I think it was between the Bills and the Patriots, and I think there was a total of three pass attempts of the entire game. Yes, because of the weather. I feel like the Falcons could legitimately do something like that and win games right now with their rushing attack. Yeah, because even Tyler Algier is going to be a good player still for them. Yes. Bijan is the guy because yeah. you don't draft a guy at number eight overall and then let him sit. Right. Tyler Algier is going to be going to be a good piece for them. Mm-hmm. Carolina Panthers and then the New Orleans Saints. Well, the Carolina Panthers only had five picks in this draft and one in each round, one, two, three, four, and five. I love their first two picks and their last pick. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't have any thoughts about their middle two. Um, I think that they made a mistake in pick at pick number 80, you know, when they traded up with the Steelers to get who they got, but I mm-hmm. could be, you could convince me otherwise of that. But at round five, they took Jamie Robinson – Safety out of Florida State. I loved that selection because he'll be able to play back mm-hmm. and let Jeremy Chin come up and play more of the hybrid role that he's not, you know designed to play. Yeah, I I did like that pick for them. So I thought that was a perfect pick. Chandler Zavala, I he should be he should be a good depth piece. I I did think that was good value at that spot. Okay, I don't like their third round pick. No, I don't either. Um, and again, Darnell Washington was available. He could have been their pick at 80. And if you're Bryce Young, how mad would you have been if you're Bryce Young? Hey, you're considered undersized. Mm-hmm. So what we're going to do is we're going to take you in round one. We're going to draft you a six foot two wide receiver in round two. We'll say his name in a moment. We're going to then come back in round three. We're going to trade up to 80 with the Steelers. We're going to trade all the way up. And we're going to make sure that we select... Another essential tight end slash offensive tackle. Like, we're going to get you another offensive lineman for nothing. And then we're going to come back in round four with one of the picks that we have left from the deal with the Steelers that we made that we didn't trade. And we're going to take another offensive lineman. That would mean the whole draft was basically for Bryce Young. Mm -hmm. But instead, they take DJ Johnson, an edge player out of Oregon. I don't even know who he is. I don't really either. Um, I and, and I probably some of you that pay attention might go, "Well, you mocked him to this team in round three. I didn't think that they would be taking him when they had other needs offensively to fill. No, their wide receiver room is not great. Outside of Jonathan Mingo and Terrace Marshall, they need some help there. Mm-hmm. They have what is it, Adam Thielen, mm-hmm. and they have uh, DJ Chark. That's still not a great wide receiver room. No. They don't have a tight end. Like, they do not have a tight end that I know. No, they have Hayden Hurst, but still, he's not going to be there forever. No. Go get Darnell Washington and add an extra tight end slash offensive tackle, basically. 
I would I would say that's a panic pick because the edge players were going in this round and they wanted to get one of them and they didn't think that they that he would be there at pick number ninety eight. Jonathan Mingo, Monica, love it or leave it. I think that we are definitely in different mindsets on this one. I didn't like this pick. I'd I'd leave it. I didn't like the pick either. So I do agree with you there. I did draft him in our fantasy league because it was like round five and I thought why not? You know or round four and I thought why not? He was my ninth pick at that point. Um if he turns into be something great, awesome. You know, if he turns into be nothing, I didn't really waste much on him. Right. Jonathan Mingo is a guy that I thought there were better receivers on the board at this point. Oh, Certainly, 100%, yes. Rasheed Rice was still available. Josh Downs was still available. There, there's, there were players that would have been better picks, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. That being said, you took him at 39 overall, you better make him work. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, um, you know, your first draft, like if if two of these players work out, if that's Bryce Young and Jonathan Mingo, it would be a successful draft, I think. Yeah. If four of them don't, or if Bryce Young struggles, that's the type of draft that can kill a general manager. Mm-hmm. Because he traded away a bunch of the picks that they did have mm-hmm. to go up and get Bryce Young. If that doesn't work out, if it doesn't work out with Jonathan Mingo, if it doesn't work out with DJ Johnson, if the only player you can write home about at the end of the day is Jamie Robinson, goodness, that would not be good for any general manager. In my in my mind, you're if you're drafting a receiver here, you traded DJ Moore to the Bears to get Bryce Young. So if you're going to take a receiver, then he needs to be able to, you know, be a DJ Moore. Jonathan Mingo is not going to be that. He can't yeah. be that. Well, that brings us to the New Orleans Saints with the remainder of the time today. They took Brian Breesy, defensive tackle out of Clemson in round one. I thought that was a perfect pick. I love that pick for them. Isaiah Foskey in round two I also thought was a perfect pick. Mm-hmm. Edge player out of Notre Dame. I agree. Kendra Miller running back out of TCU in round three. I don't – I think it's a lowercase perfect pick. I I was a little bit surprised at it, but as I think about it, I think it makes sense. I think this tells you Kamara is going to be gone after next year. I hope so. Um, I hope so for the team. Yeah. Nick Saldaveri, guard out of Old Dominion. They trade all the way up to the first pick in round four to, to make that selection. I think that's a panic pick. Mm-hmm. You know, Carter Carter Warren. Right? Carter Warren? Warren Carter? I, I think what I think Carter Warren went in round three. Is that right? He was 120 overall, I believe, round four. Oh, wow. He was the Steelers pick because he went to the Jets. And that was 120. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He would have been a better pick here. I agree. Uh, he's not a guard, but he would have been a better pick here mm-hmm. uh, for the Saints. I didn't like old the old Dominion guard. Maybe he'll be great, but I didn't like it. And then I called it. You remember me saying in my seven-round mock draft, wouldn't it be the funniest thing in the world if just as some insurance the Saints selected? Jake Hayner. And in round four, they trade all the way up to do it at 127. Quarterback out of Fresno State. Perfect pick. He is... Derek Carr, and he went to the same school as Derek Carr. He plays like Derek Carr. It's like, okay, let's just get Derek Carr twice over. Apparently, they are obsessed with Derek Carr. Well, you remember what the Jets told Derek Carr? If you sign with us, you'll be a Hall of Famer. Meanwhile, they're talking to Aaron Rodgers (laughs) and trying to work that trade out. Round five, they took Jordan Howden, safety out of Minnesota. I don't know much about Jordan Howden. I I don't really either. 
I like this next pick, but I still think it's a panic pick. Mm-hmm. It's A.T. Perry, wide receiver out of Wake Forest. I like it. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good fit for them. Yeah. But I still, I don't, I, I just don't see why they're taking so many wide receivers. Because you can't keep them all. No. So what What, what do you think about A.T. Perry, Monica? I like the fit in New Orleans, but I'm very curious as to who's going to get booted. Yeah. I mean, someone has to get booted from their wide receiver room to yeah. make it work. And I think he would fit well. I just don't know who that's going to be because they have so many. Yeah. Well, that brings us through the uh, NFC South. And I'm going to uh, find my pen that is in my head right now, my ball cap. And I'm going to say to you now that we have covered the AFC South, East, West. We have covered the NFC North, South, West. That leaves two divisions left. AFC North, NFC East. When will we do them? Well, you'll have to come back and watch. Well, listen. Figure out when we do it. Until next time. Monica, you got anything else to add? Uh, If anybody has any suggestions for Patreon, let us know. Email us. Goat versus goat at Gmail. Yeah, G-O-A-T-V-S-G-O-T-E at gmail.com. Till then. Take care.